Texas Football Today is a production of Dave Campbell's Texas Football Magazine and TexasFootball.com. If you like the show, help us make it. Subscribe at TexasFootball.com slash subscribe. As a subscriber, you'll get two magazines, including our legendary summer edition and a year of exclusive content on TexasFootball.com. Sound good to you? Go to TexasFootball.com slash subscribe. That's TexasFootball.com slash subscribe. The Texas Football Today podcast is brought to you by VCR Now. Are you looking for an opportunity to captivate and enhance the experience of those who visit your stadium, arena, house of worship, or business? VCR Now can help you achieve that goal with a total experience. VCR Now is a technology organization that can fulfill your LED, audio, video, lighting, networking, security, and infrastructure dreams. Visit VCRNow.com to learn more. Watch Texas Football Today live every weekday at noon on TexasFootball.com, YouTube, Facebook, and Twitch. And get involved in the conversation using the hashtag TFToday. Uh, The state championships are here. And so we are going to preview them as best as we can uh, and in the only way that we know, which is with nonsense. Um, So here's what we're going to do. Let me see if I can get this. Here's how the nonsense works. uh, First of all, do we have first four through the door? We sure do. It was... Let's see. Nick Morton, Rob Hadaway, Aaron Arbuckle, and Ed McElroy. Welcome in, fellas. Everyone, very excited for uh, first day. Oof, oh, goodness, that messed up. Oh, everything. wow, that's very bright. That's not going to work. Anyway, we won't do that. Goodbye. <laughs> um, we won't do that. I thought that was going to work. I'll just keep track of it on here. But here's what we're going to do, okay? You could if you pull up a notes tab and it's you have it. Uh, black background, it works. Okay. Well, that's, It's just the white washes it out. It yeah, white but I don't know if I can cast that. That's the problem. Oh, yeah, we're getting too technical here. Yeah, we're getting too technical. Anyway, here's what's going to happen. <laughs> we're going to have a UIL state championship game draft. Let's do it. Okay? So here's what we're going to do. We're going to have a snake draft. Ish has the first pick, Pickle has the second pick, and I have the third pick. I just, I just learned that right now. Okay. Me too. Because <laughs> I just made it up. Take my pick. <laughs> I could lie to you guys and say I flipped a coin, but I didn't. <laughs> Um, and so we're going to have a yeah, three-sided coin. It's Dungeons and Dragons coin. <laughs> you are going, and we're going to go around snake draft style okay. and select the games that we are most looking forward to this weekend. Okay. Okay? So if you are, and it could be any game for whatever mm. reason. It doesn't have to be like, oh, this is like going to be the best prospects or, oh, I, I think say, this is going to be the closest game. Personal this is personal right. opinion. Okay. okay. Only personal opinion. What you are most excited about. So vibes is a perfect reason. Oh, 100%. In fact, I would uh, I would encourage you guys to go almost entirely off of vibes. Right. Okay. I think that I think that vibes are an important part of, of this of this That's thing. That's a good background for vibes. That is a good pa- background for vibes. <laughs> Let's see if we can do this. Um, that's not going to work. Um, I don't think so. Okay, so here's what we're going to do. Uh, we're going to go snake draft style, games that you are most excited about for the state championships coming up this week. And here with pick 1-1 one, one of the 2022 UIL Texas High School Football State Championship game draft Chung Chung. is Ishmael Johnson. This one's a no-brainer for me. Friday night. Oh. 7 p.m. Good 5A D2 South Oak Cliff PNG Operation. According to Coach Jason Todd, Operation 60,000 is Buddy. in effect. South Oak Cliff already uh, planning to rock the All Blacks. Going for that record, they yeah. flat out said, with PNG there as well, South Oak Cliff we know last year can fill up a stadium. PNG 
absolutely is going to travel up as well. You're going to build up to that Friday atmosphere. I'm going to go ahead and say it just based off. It might not be the cleanest game, mm-hmm. right, as we've seen South Oak Cliff's offenses here. Um, they're going to try to make this muddy, so it might not be the most appealing 48 minutes. Yes. But atmosphere, everything will keep that game going. You got East Texas versus, or I guess uh, the the triangle, yeah. versus uh, DFW, South Dallas. Come on now. I I think you're going to have a rockin' stadium. I think- and if a 5A D2 game gets close to the title, the, the, the record, yeah. that's going to be wild. That would typically be... we were like, oh, it's going to be 6A, or yeah. if like a Longview, a big 5A school like Longview or something gets in, that's when it gets close to that number. But Operation 60,000 is going to have a chance. It's going to have a ch- chance because if you guys are unfamiliar with Port Nature's Groves, they I would put them in the same category as Longview yes. and Quero in yeah. that these it's it's a big enough town that there's a lot of them mm-hmm. they're all nuts sure like they're just it's it's a it's a community of crazy people yeah that are going to be descending upon AT&T Stadium and we already know what Sox gonna bring like mm-hmm. that's in many respects that's the known commodity yes and by the way last year Liberty Hill traveled really well for it, that they, game they brought a great crowd too so I I had said it on the pre-show but when I just got off a phone call with Co- uh, Coach Buck from Alito and Shea Walker who was doing color for that game had talked to him about you know last year and missing it and blah 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 and Buck was given huge credit to uh, Coach Todd and they, they kind of got off on a little tangent about that but Buck goes hey what day is that game and they said well it's Friday night and he goes uh, he goes PNG uh, they still bring a crowd like they used to. And he started telling a story back from 1989 when he was coaching down at Consolidated. And he was like, we showed up for just a regular game and there was 30,000 of them there and they were beating the drums. And he was yeah. like, it was insane. He goes, they might break the record. <laughs> so they, it's spreading for like through everybody. They might. And so it is a um, it, it is a, a big doings. That is, a, that is an excellent first pick. Let's see if I can do this. Yeah, one. I believe PNG's Twitter also quote tweeted Todd, they did. Yeah, saying like, let's do it. You know, like, like let's, let's do it. Go, like, we're all in this. favor of it. Yes. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. yes, let's all get to 60,000. That's not yep. going to work. Anyway. Uh, oh, wait, hold on. You. Oh, this is going great. That's not bad. That's better than what it was. There you go. Okay. Yeah, okay. that's good. We can make that this works. work. Dismiss that. Good. Okay. Pickle, your first pick of the draft. Um, I am going to go. This is more f- actual football vibes here, but two crowds that will travel well 4AD1, China Spring, and Bernie. Yeah. Very, very, yes. very excited from this. One, I think that if we're going off the of vibes of a stadium being pretty full for a 4A Division One game, I think both of these teams travel pretty well. Um, but I am just – I think this is going to be a fireworks factory. Like, there's a couple of these games that I think are going to be more like defensive battles, which if that's what you're into, that's great. Mm-hmm. But from a neutral fan perspective of wanting to see a fireworks factory, I think that this has potential. I saw China Spring last week. And I am impressed by their offense. I'm interested to see if their defense can slow down Bernie. But that China Spring offense against the Bernie defense is the matchup that I'm mm-hmm. really – I think that might be the biggest football matchup that I'm most excited to see, like strength on strength positioning-wise. Um, and here to uh, to flex on everybody because he was the early adopter on Bernie is Ishmael Johnson. Listen, I was the very much first in line in the office when it came to that Bernie defensive line. Um, I agree with Pickle when it comes to an when it comes to an on field game. Mm-hmm. This is the one I'm looking forward to most as well. This was my 
second in line for my pick. The Bays brothers have been just incredible mm-hmm. uh, for Bernie on offense, but Braden Bays on defense, that defensive line has just been stellar. I saw them again when just completely take Cal Allen out of the game. Like mm-hmm. they couldn't run the ball like they wanted to. We know Cal Allen opened the offense up this year. They couldn't have. They had no time to throw. When I saw them there, I was like, this team has a great chance to beat Chapel Hill and then potentially win Boy, state. And, and then they, they just dude, they they destroyed Chapel Hill. They didn't Hill. just beat Chapel Hill. Yeah. They drilled them. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That was very impressive. Maybe the most impressive semifinal performance? I mean, uh, Mart over Burton is up there, too. DeSoto over Geyer. DeSoto, DeSoto over Geyer. But, yeah, but Bernie right. over Chapel is probably second for me. Yeah. But, yeah, they were insanely impressive. And, like she mentioned, like – you know, reigning state champs in China Spring, new coach, new quarterback, doesn't matter, right? Their offense no, is that, still humming, and they they look really good. It's a three-headed monster with Cash McCollum, Trey Exline at the wide receiver spot, and then Trey Hafford. Yeah. Um, Tristan Exline. Tristan yeah, yeah. Exline, yeah, sorry, yeah. and Trey Hafford. Trey Hafford, yes. Um, TRE. No way. Uh, but that's it's a three-headed monster. It's, yeah. it's a lot of – Mallory and I genuinely had – that China Spring Decatur game was really fun. Mm-hmm. Really, really fun state semifinal game. So I've got the third pick, and i got two picks in a row. And I'm gonna go. I'm gonna be very. That's why he did that. I'm, I'm gonna be very um, thoughtful about what I do here. The first one, uh, I just want big boy football. Let's go. Let's go. The final game of the of the year uh, with Duncanville and North Shore. Okay. Um, how can you How can you not get excited about this game again? Especially considering. Stop doing that. There you go. Um, especially considering what North Shore did to Westlake. Yeah. Because I think there was, like, because going into that game, I mean, I picked Westlake because, A, I'm not picking against a 54-game winning streak. Sure. But also, it's just like, all right, this is a, oh, it's it's a, a, a wounded offense on North Shore going up against an elite defense. Mm-hmm. Like, this is just, like, this is the end of the road. Like, this, this Westlake defense, which has been so good, the past five years, basically, mm-hmm. this is when they're gonna uh, slam the door, and then they hung half a hundred on it. Insanely impressive, like shock, like shock, yeah. shocking. Not because we don't think North Shore is good, but shocking because of how good Westlake's defense has been. Mm-hmm. Yes, and they've also like North Shore's rolled out three offenses basically this year. Yeah, right. They so of course started the year with Caleb Bailey. They threw David Amador back there when he got when Bailey went down, and they put Amador back at wide receiver when they found a new quarterback. And so it's like they've literally rolled out three versions of this offense this year, and they're alternating. They've kind of in the playoffs they've kind of alternated between the the two Amador and I forget the kid's name that they're rolling out now. Um, Evan Jackson. Evan Jackson. Mm-hmm. Um, he was the one who had that crazy punt six, return. Yes, yeah. yes. Yeah. And so they're ro- so they've rolled. So I like that they found that because they realize Amador is so versatile. Touchdown, Dave. And so they, they realize he's so versatile that they put him at wide they, – they, they don't want to take him away from wide receiver. Yeah. Right? They know that he's he can be a great quarterback if they need him to be. But also, if they have an arm, yeah, let's put him back at receiver and say, let don't don't change things too much. It genuinely feels like they went into practice and they were like, all right, five of you line up, throw the football. Which one of you is best? Because right. we need Dave over there. Yes. Yeah. You know? Like, we'll, we'll get you in every now and then, but we need one other weapon. And, of course, John Kay had – had plenty. Yes. Had plenty. It's it is a fascinating. And then Duncanville, what they did to pro, I mean they. Yeah, I was about to say that was not a game. They and and they are looking fantastic. That and and again, all of the all of the things that we talk about when North Shore and Duncanville play are are factored in again. Unbelievable line play on both sides, mm-hmm. and then like outstanding individual playmakers. I think this is like if you are just like 
if you're a running back nerd, yeah, this game between like Caden Durham, mm-hmm. like, uh, and then you've got, I'm excited to see Caden uh, Durham got, in person. Yeah, and then you've yes, got uh, DeAndre Hardeman and uh, Rashad Johnson on the uh, uh, plus, you know, Amador obviously who can take off and run with it as well. Like, this game is going to be physical and fasting, and to me. What's so interesting, I think there's another interesting thing about this, which is it's the Todd Peterman factor. Yeah. Todd Peterman Peterman is is the the offensive coordinator at Duncanville. And the hashtag is let Peterman cook. (laughs) He's going to unload the bag in this one. I mean, there's, I mean, he's, he's, and so what does he have? It's the fourth time in a row. You feel like there's got to be something changing with this time around. Do y'all think we're going to get a. I mean, the way that they both played last week, it mm-hmm. would it feels like we should get some sort of a shootout to a certain degree. I'm talking at least like yeah, like because here's what it, the thing is like last year it was what fourteen seven fourteen ten seventeen like, ten was the final. Yeah. yeah, it was like, and that scoring didn't come until really no. late in the game. It feels like it needs to be a little bit more than that, maybe in that. 35 28 28 21 like i feel like it'll be a little bit more pointsy than last year but not crazy okay i do not think it's going to be the hail mary game which was in the high 30s yeah i don't think it's going to be there i think it's going to be closer to 2019 which was i want to say like 28 17 17, was it the parsons year the parsons year yeah yeah. 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 i want to say it's like 28 17 i don't i think it's going to be between the hail mary year and 2018 yeah and between the 2021 year, which is like a real low scoring. Yeah, selection. 17 you, to 28. Any possible points of numbers in between yeah. there? See, see I, I see that because just because I mean that's not what Duncanville does, right? No. They don't they don't open the they don't spread the game out. They don't open the game up. And when you go back to that hail mary year and even last week, like those big plays always came on the ground, right? Mm-hmm. It was Jaquin and Jackson breaking a couple of plays in 2018. It was you know um, uh, Caden. Dur- it was it was all these mm-hmm. guys like. Just like breaking huge plays mm-hmm. and on the ground, and North Shore is not a team that lets up like a sixty-yard run unless you have a Jaquin and Jackson yeah. like they had in twenty eighteen. Um, so I just don't think I don't know. I think Duncanville knows where their 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 favorability lies, yeah. and I don't think they're going to want to get into that type of game with with it's, North Shore. It's fascinating the fourth installment of these two. Before we get to round two, pickle, why don't we pay some bills? Here's a word from our friends at VCR now. Born and bred in Texas hits a little different, as it should. Texas love doing business with fellow Texans. VCR now takes its Texas roots as seriously as its many partnerships with schools and universities around the state. It's also why we're so proud to promote our brand in the pages of the Texas Bible, Dave Campbell's Texas Football, and on the airwaves of Texas Football Today. Driven by producing quality broadcast video, state-of-the-art audio, and LED video scoreboards at affordable prices, VCR now makes sure to listen to your needs in its athletic department before recommending the next best steps. Building great products is our business and it's our focus on building meaningful long-term partnerships with our clients that sets us apart. From our 24-7, 365-day help desk, the training lab in our hometown of Red Oak, or our sports marketing business plan that puts money back in the hands of our athletic departments we support, VCR Now is built to last. Reach out to us today at info at vcrnow.com or by calling 855-GO-VCR-NOW. Again, that's info at vcrnow.com or by calling 855-GO-VCR-NOW. We roll on with our UIL State Draft. Greg Tepper, Ishmael Johnson, Ashley Pickle. 
I've got my second pick here in round two. There's a few different ways I could go. I think what I'm going to do... Now I'm going to pull... Yeah, I told you guys what I was going to do, and I, I lied to you. Of course. I lied to you. On brand. Yeah. Let's go 11 a.m. Thursday as the okay. Holly Bearcats mm -hmm. take right. on the Refurio Bobcats and in the 2A Division One state championship game. And Holly's back again. They've looked dominant. They have, uh, I thought what they did last week was very impressive in a real just sledgehammer matchup with Crawford. Mm -hmm. Did Crawford find something that works offensively against Holly? We'll find that out. Uh, but this is a team that I think has really grown from last year's state championship loss. I think they're throwing the ball better with Rody Hooper. I think having Austin Compton back is so important to them. It gives them that kind of balance offensively, and their defense has been largely very good. Here's Refurio, who's coming off of winning Region 4 and then continuing the Region 4 dominance of Region 3, a 10th straight year that Region 4 beats Region 3 as they uh, win on a last-second field goal, the second straight week that they win a one-score game against uh, a, a, a state-ranked uh, top three, basically, team. They beat Tempson. Refurio's the faster team pretty clearly in this game mm -hmm. because they're one of the fastest teams in the state. And what I am so interested in doing is how does Hawley mitigate that speed disadvantage and can the and and what does Refurio do with guys like edge rusher Deontay Ramon there's a lot of real interesting dynamics here the other thing about this is that for the first time in what feels like a long time Refurio will not be the team with the big game the big the the AT&T stadium experience because the last time they were here was 2019 when these seniors True. were freshmen. True. So some of them were on the team. Was that the when they be post, right? When they be post or Crawford? Post. post. I think it was post. post. Yeah. Because we were at that semifinal yes. game. Yes. 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 Post. The um, So this is Holly's. Everyone's back from last year. Like all these sure. guys played at AT&T Stadium. Yeah, they lost. But like, I am fascinated by this. This. this They're matchup. healthy this year too. They're healthy. Yeah, that's a good point. Compton being back. Yeah. Yeah. And, I, I. My key to. I'm very curious how Refurio handles Chandler Myers. Yes, six three, right? He's he's not a guy that you typically see at this level, right? With this athleticism and this size, and Refurio, more or less, unless they play a Shiner or a Timson, more or less has the bigger players. Yeah, right. Like yeah. physically bigger, physically yeah. bigger players. So I don't know. I I, I would go with Refurio in this one, and I'm I'm still I'm very fascinated by this game because Holly isn't the team that kind of. I don't say they scrapped their way, but we probably thought Marlin would be there last year, right? Yeah. And they knock off Marlin. Mm -hmm. um, and so it was kind of like uh, get, and then this is, heavy this underdogs. This is a more even matchup, yeah. but I still think Refurio is going to come out on top. But I, I I don't know. Somebody like Myers gives me pause. The game bit. breaker for me is going to be Ernest Campbell. Mm -hmm. The the running back, I'm calling him a running back is probably disrespectful. He's just the athlete there right. for, for Refurio. He's the fastest player in 2A. That's not an opinion. Uh, he's the two-time defending 2A 100-meter uh, champion. Mm -hmm. And so can Hawley bottle him up? Sure. Well, and I'm interested to see it too because when I, I talked to Jason Herring last night and he was like, yeah, the 
the way that this is all a bunch of really young players, but they got their swag back in them. They were yeah. like, oh, they remembered their Refurio. This is what they do. I feel like Holly's a team that's not going to be scared about that. No. A mm -hmm. lot of teams would see Refurio and go, oh, crap. Well, Holly wants to knock anyone's teeth out, and they're all older kids that have been there. And to be there, the, the fact that they were there last year is such a such an equalizer it's a flex, to me. Yeah. They, had to, they had to talk. They had to tackle Doug Brooks last year. Yeah, they, like, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> like Doug Brooks ain't there. You right, know what I mean? Right. Like, okay, like they're the, like yeah, the man and, and, and certainly, right. certainly, Refugio not, does not have a man child. No, that's if for he is, sure. he's playing like left ta left yeah. guard or guard, something. Yeah. <laughs> and I'm certainly not accusing Holly of being like of having like happy to be here attitude last year. But right. like last year, it was a bit of a surprise for them to be here. This Refurio is expected, mm -hmm. and so that to me is a great equalizer. Refurio to me, the speed is 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 overwhelming, and the mm -hmm. speed advantage is going to be pretty is going to be significant. They're very small on their lines too. Yeah, like Holly sure. is going to outmuscle them up yeah. front, so that will help when it comes to yeah. Ernest Campbell being uh, speedy. Yeah. Yep, it's going to be interesting. I like Holly and Refurio. Okay, Ashley Pickle, your second pick. I'm going to go three o'clock on Thursday. Um, three um, A Division One, Brock and Franklin. That's the night game. Seven, 7 p.m. Gosh darn it! I know they flip Division One, Division Two every year. So it's anyway. so it's so it's, yeah, it's seven o'clock. Is it? Oh yeah, 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 yeah. yeah that's right. Yeah, it's okay. D one. It's D one first. Um, D two first this year. Anyway, whenever that game's gonna <laughs> be played, I'm gonna be looking forward to it. Uh, I am very, very interested to see this because I one I love watching Franklin play. Like mm -hmm. I guess if you're not a fan of the slot T, that's fine. But you have to respect how well they want it, run it. And um, Bryson Washington and uh, Jaden Jackson have been. Mm -hmm absolutely outstanding for Franklin. Um, but I think that this might be Franklin's best test, and Franklin's been plenty battle-tested. But I, after seeing what Brock did to Malakoff last week and just being a very, very good defensively-led team, which is not – usually you think of Brock and you think pointsy, like always have been. Yeah. This defense looks really good, and I just feel like they schemed really well against Malakoff, and we've talked about it a lot in the office. It'll be interesting to see how they flip it. Has Malakoff, they took off the edges. Can they take off the middle, which is what they're going to want to do against Franklin? But I am very excited to see this one. Because you were at the Malakoff-Brock game, mm -hmm. and so you got to see this Brock defense yeah. up close and personal. Yeah, they, I mean, Malakoff had the had the athleticism edge on the outsides wide receivers and Brock basically limited the game to four deep shots that you know some Malakoff receivers probably want those passes back but they limited basically the entire offense to those shots yeah. um offensively they kind of reverted back to Brock of old which is just like run up the you know like kind of Real we're just gonna grimy. go we'll go we're inside zone we're gonna <laughs> we'll go inside zone we'll go counter and we'll you know let Reed Watkins kind of just handle the whole game plan um and he shouldered a lot I believe he had a, I believe he also had a pick in that game he was on both he was stellar on both sides of the game uh, both sides of the ball um so yeah it's gonna be a lot of Reed Watkins I'm assuming I'd this Brock, I mean, me and Pickle saw this Brock team when they played Hershey, and when they started off 0 and 3, 0 and 4, 0 and 4, 0 and 4 like we still said that's probably the toughest non conference schedule, non district schedule oh, yeah. in the state. And this team's still really good. And look at this, they're still, they're back at state. Um, sure, they haven't been throwing the ball maybe as well as they wanted to. Like last year, I think they were a better passing team than they have been uh, this season, but I still think they're going to. Face, uh, they're gonna they're gonna match up really well with this Franklin team. Um, but I agree that they're this Franklin team is also gonna be in more of the Hershey mold, which is the athletes that maybe you're able to get break this game open against them. So and that's we'll see. the thing. What's so interesting is that that Malakoff game, 
Brock couldn't like Malakoff could not set the edge and get their athletes on the outside. Sure. Like they could not they wanted to run outside the tackles, they wanted to beat you to the corner and go and they just wouldn't let that happen. Mm. Franklin wants to play in a phone booth. Sure. Mm-hmm. Like Franklin wants to line it up and be like, let's run off the go. They want Bryson Washington to come out of the cloud of dust and go for forty yards. Yeah. Oh, exactly. And so this is a real test. And this is also is this the best defense Brock has faced? It's one of them. Like probably since like I mean, I mean Gunner. Gunner. I was gonna say Gunner. Probably oh. outside of Gunner. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, this is a this the Franklin. We yeah. we I think we go so Gaga over over the uh, Franklin's ability to run the ball and stuff like that. Yeah. It's fun to watch and they got athletes. Like their defense is nasty. Yeah. What they did last week against Edna was very impressive. Man. I just have this. Uh, it was. I just have this little like feeling in my gut that if any if any game is going to come down to like that crazy spectacular like last mm-hmm. play that it could. It could, could be, be this one. Could I be. genuinely feel that way. And I do wonder. I mean, Brock's a little. They're a little snake bit at AT and T recently. They are. You they know, they won. They won that first title. They've never won it at AT and T. That's right. They it was at NRG. Yeah, that's a good point. So they're a little snake bit. They've had. They faced that Rockdale team. They faced uh, last year Lorena, and that was was and that it. I would say they right. were un. I would say they were favored over Rockdale. Yeah. They were. It's probably pick them against Lorena. I was about to say they weren't. I, want, I wouldn't count. I, would I wouldn't count as a huge favorite. But I would say it was probably split yeah. between us. Yeah. Um, so they got some demon exercise in AT and Z. All right. Here so, with his his uh, to close out round two with his the sixth overall pick. All right. Neil Johnson. Y'all let me have six AD two. I knew this was gonna happen. Desoto Vandegrift. You're welcome. We're, we're, give we're, we're me, give me Saturday at three p.m. I know that that's your Austin team. Listen, Vandegrift, Drew Sanders first. Look, I'm a huge fan of Drew Sanders. I'm a huge fan of this Vandegrift program. First time at AT and T. Very awesome to see them break through. DeSoto has their own history with not getting to AT and T. Also getting to AT and T, obviously with uh, Todd Peterman when they won, but. Also having a, uh, a reputation of not getting to AT and T, they get past it. This is going to be—I don't know. I am very fascinated with this defense of Vandegrift versus Jonte Cook and and uh, Bailey and, and that Desoto offense. I wonder how the Desoto secondary guards somebody like a Miles Coleman, who is one of the most explosive players in six A, yes. pound for pound. If we're being honest, um, I saw this Vandegrift team. I've seen him twice this year. I saw him against Judson in the. Area or by I couldn't remember. I think it was area or I think it might have been by district. Um, regardless, I saw them put down a very athletic Judson team very comfortably. This front seven for Vandergriff's really stellar. Um, yeah, I think this is going to be a very fascinating matchup. And yeah. yeah, I don't know. I think the environment's going to be great too because, of course, you're going to have DFW showing out early because DeSoto, Duncanville back to back. So I think you're going to have that mm-hmm. uh, casual crowd get there early. So I think it's going to be great. Um, I thought. We mentioned the most impressive semifinal performances. I thought what DeSoto did last week, that was and it's phew. not just because, like, oh, they shut down Jackson Arnold and, and shut down that offense. Right. That's part of it. Mm. But what's more impressive to me is that they were up 27-6, was it? 27-6, mm. 27-7. I mean, they were up big. It was, you know, 26-7 or so it was. And then suddenly you look up, and it began the first, fourth quarter, it's 26-21. Mm. And all of us. All we were like, oh, it's happening like, again, right? We've seen this happen with DeSoto, right? We's We've seen this happen with them. It's just that's what they do. Like, yeah. they're going like, they, they, they're to get pushed to the brink and they're going to crumble. Yep. And if I will be darned <laughs> if they did not not just have a counterpunch, yeah. but a knockout punch. They took the foot off the gas and was like, oh, I can push that Never again. Mind. <laughs> yeah. 
it was that was supremely impressive and very different from what we've seen from DeSoto. Vandegrift, like say this about Vandegrift. They ain't gonna be scared. No. Like they're not gonna play scared. Like they they face they down. They didn't play scared against Katie. They faced down Katie. Like no yeah. no offense to DeSoto, but if you're not if you're not playing scared in a state semifinal against Katie, you're not playing scared when you make it in state champion. Yeah. Of course. Yeah. Like, I was gonna say the thing that's most intriguing about this one for me is I I think that you would be lying if you said that these were the two teams that we thought we were gonna see here. Like we made oh yeah. projections that's and fair. I got both of these wrong because I assumed that we would see yeah. the other side of it and that was wrong of me to think that obviously I th- oh but, yeah i got both these wrong yeah but i just i love the no offense to duncanville north shore we've seen this this is the fourth rendition of this to see a team that two teams playing against each other that we didn't think would be here that makes it fun for us yep. yes yeah that's that's what's fun is 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 party crashers just, just new teams new, new teams, teams new yeah. blood. Yep. it's fun mm-hmm. it's gonna be fun all right we're gonna kick off round three ish you have your by the way i picked vandergriff to come out of the region so i don't know what you guys are talking about Ish, move on to your next pick. Anyway. <laughs> <laughs> no one asked you. you know what, Pickle? You. I'm starting to come around to your opinion of Ish. <laughs> yeah. A stinking. Some people, <laughs> some, people are, some people are fans of Drew Sanders on this show. A stinking. So. <laughs> All right. All right. <laughs> I texted, by the way, huh? you, sh- you guys should know that I texted him on, I guess it was Saturday. You Saturday put me in the message. Him. Yeah, I put you in the message. I said, I said the state of the Vipers is strong. <laughs> and does the state of the Vipers address with us at coaching school every year. All right. Yep. What's your seventh overall pick? All right. My seventh overall way, pick. We should say, now that we're mm-hmm. in the back half, that all these games are good and we're excited about all of them. I was about to say, this I'm not. not a, this isn't this like, not a, oh, this game stinks. Children, yeah. Okay? yeah. I was about to say, we're yeah. Just, we're, 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 we're vibing. What's yeah. Give me 3 AD2. Gunner and Poth. Good. Give boy. me that such, offense. I'm such, such a stand for that offense, that pistol option, whatever they want to call it, flex bone thing. I love it. Hey, <laughs> um, I like that thing that you do. Yeah, I love that <laughs> offense. It's great. Um, and I again, we talk about new blood. I like seeing Poth here. Mm-hmm. Right, we love San Antonio area. I guess you yeah. can say um, Polish country, baby. Yeah, exactly. I like seeing new teams, and of course, we we kind of always pencil in one side being Gunner Canadian, right? So it's like, mm-hmm. okay, that's kind of marked off as <laughs> taken that spot. Uh, but seeing Poth emerge out of that other side is very fascinating. I loved. I'm, I'm curious to see this Poth defense go up against this type of offense, and because it's always. Unless you are Canadian, you don't see this offense ever, no. right? There, this isn't the slot T where you, oh, you can call somebody up and kind of be like, oh, we played a team that ran the slot. No one runs this offense in the state. And so I want to see how you game plan for this. I want to see how Gunner game plans against a team like Poth, but it, it's it's hard to, I don't know, Gunner, I feel like strength of schedule wise, Gunner's obviously played the tougher, had the tougher road with Canadian, with Brock and non district, things okay. like that. But still, you never know what happens when Gunner's been stunned before mm-hmm. in the playoffs, um, and so I, and I, in AT and T, yeah, and mm-hmm. in AT and T, and so I'm, yeah, I don't know, I'm very fascinated by this, and of course, I got to make sure that I get this offense on my draft. I know. So yeah, exactly. that's fair. Well, and it's funny because I, when I was going to take it, I was going to do it for the opposite reason. I love Pope's defense, and I sure. remember Ish and I were driving to one of the football games that we went to. I don't know, it was like week three or four where it was a Thursday night game and we're heading out there Mm -hmm. and we were doing like we went through each bracket on the drive there and just talked about like okay like four weeks in who could we see doing this and I was like I'm telling you I love that post defense and then looking back Mm -hmm. at it I was like I was I was on that bandwagon all along with that defense. And here's the thing about Poth and that I think is a such an interesting matchup in this game. Poth is huge. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Poth is physically large. They are big boys up front and Gunner 
hasn't had to deal with a ton of teams that are just giants. Yeah, that's true. Poth is big, and 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 so that's going to be a real challenge for them. And what you're going to get from this Poth offense is a lot of quarterback run game with Zane Robbie, and then they got a great uh, receiver in, in Matthew Bunn. But they're going to flex out and kind of get him the ball in, in a variety of different ways. Um, I think this is a really interesting. Honestly, game. Brock might be one of the biggest teams that they've gone up against, might be. and they're like. Yeah. They're reasonably sized, but yeah. they're not huge, no, huge. Not huge like Poe. Mm-hmm. They're big and beefy. And so it's going to be a real challenge for Gunner. Like, how how does that, like, because Gunner is not, Gunner's never huge. Right. They're quick. Like, the reason their defensive line is so good is they just beat you to the gap. You right. know what I mean? How do they handle just, like, a giant offensive line, for example? It would be really, really interesting to see. That's a good pick. Pickle, what is your eighth, the eighth overall pick, your third pick? All right. I'm going to go with. We're going Wednesday action, the Mm. second game, Westbrook versus Abbott. We're going down into the six-man ranks. Say what you will about six-man. I enjoy watching six-man ball at the state championships. I I think it's fun. Um, I I do. I I get a good kick out of it. Could I do 12 games of it? No, probably not. But can I do two games of it? Love it. Um, I have written a cover boy article over Cedric Ware the mm. superstar out of Westbrook. He's he, a man child. He is a man child. Um, he's a really, really awesome, good, well-spoken kid. I enjoyed talking to him. I've enjoyed watching him play for Westbrook. Um, and then on the, the other side of it, it's coach Terry Crawford and his Abbott Panthers. Incredibly excited to see him. I mean, that's a great coaching matchup between Homer Matlock and Terry Crawford. It's gonna. It's hard to, it's hard to get a better coaching matchup than that. But uh, Mason Hale has been outstanding for Abbott, but more importantly, seeing Cedric Ware go up against that Abbott defense, that's what I'm most intrigued by because this Abbott defense has been legitimately good, and that's not something you hear from six-man ball mm-hmm. very much. Very good defense on now, Abbott that I'm excited both, for. Both these defenses are pretty good, and um, you're right. Cedric Ware is going to be the best player on the fear field. Mm-hmm. Mason Hell stepped in in a big way mm-hmm. because they lost their starting running back, Riley Sestala, either early playoffs or late regular season. And he stepped in a huge way. He went like 311 and eight touchdowns in their win over Erie County in the state semifinals. He's been great. Um, And here's a fun fact for you. The only game this week with a matchup of state champion coaches, Terry Crawford at Abbott won in 2015. And then uh, Homer Matlock took Westbrook to a title last year. That's a good point. Wow. So um, it is a really fascinating game there. Uh, Westbrook and Abbott. Yeah, I'm very. I'm, and by the way, the other thing, and maybe, maybe we're just going to bury ourselves here. <laughs> the only, I'm fairly certain. Yeah, the only preseason number one versus number two. Yeah, because Westbrook was one and Abbott was two. Yep. I'm fairly certain that's the case. What was Franklin ranked? Like one. third? Because I, I feel thought, like they were. No, I, I thought we had like third. One. Because well, they went up, right? They, they went up to. Up. They went oh. up to. Rock, Rock started number oh, one. Oh, that's right. We would need to look up. And then I think Lorena was number two. That it, it might be. Yeah, it might yeah. be Lorena since they're the defending champs. Yeah, yeah. That I makes bet sense. that's what happened. Okay. Um, Interesting. So yeah, uh, number one versus number two. And by the way, they finished the year number one, number two. Although they flipped, Abbott finished the year number one. Yeah. All that. Okay. Huh. On to my. By the way, Doug Warren doesn't have a title. Nope. That was Weldon Elms when we really wanted. That's right. Okay. Interesting. Anyway, wild. I looked up that fun fact because I was like, this is interesting. <laughs> anyway, all right. My next pick 
We got two, so you don't have to stress that much. I know. <laughs> All right. Friday morning. Uh, let's go to the aforementioned um, Doug Warren as the Carthage Bulldogs take on the Wimberley Texans. Okay. Uh, Wimberley uh, survived a wa- – you guys this, you guys are never going to believe this, but Quero played a crazy game. Right. <laughs> and I thought what they did in the second half was really impressive. Yes. Mm-hmm. They hit the Jets in the second half, and the offense really came alive. Johnny Ball, that running back, is fun to watch. Cody Stover, their quarterback, they, they don't – he's a sophomore – I want to say this respectfully. They do not ask him to do everything they would have asked Cash McCollum to do. Sure. He's not a three-year starter, you know, stuff right. like that. But what he is is a freaking gamer. Yeah. He, mm-hmm. does what they, he does what the game needs. He comes up with big plays. And the defense got hit, but they came up with big plays at the key moments. They mm-hmm. are Ben, don't break. It's Ben, don't break. They, 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 that's that's their, real, their real game plan here. Is Carthage mortal? Yeah, right. That's the question, right? Because they last showed week, it last week, it's but funny. did they get it out last week? Because last yeah. week, because uh, and this is true. Saturday morning, yeah. Or Saturday, we came in here to work on our state championship preview. Texasfootball.com/state <laughs> came out work on our state championship preview, and I, I walked up to you and I was like, "Have we developed a narrative for what happened to Carthage yet? Like, have we just like have we figured that, that out?" We texted mm-hmm. Gabe Brooks, who was at the game, Carthage Super. And essentially, I think what we landed on was they turned the ball over a bunch. Mm-hmm. Glenn Rose played a whale of a game, and Carthage found a way to win. Right. I think Glenn Rose mishandled the snap. I think Glenn Rose. Oh, Glenn Rose. It sounds like, from what I understand, I got to go back and watch the game. It sounds like Glenn Rose was perfect until the worst possible. Moment, I was six and Which is what I it mean, takes to be Carthage. Yeah, I went back and watched a good portion of it. Uh, the cards fell right. Because Glenn Rose really beat them that entire game mm-hmm. until they get to mid midfield and legitimate. I mean, it wasn't it. It would be different if the fumble was Carthage like literally lit someone yeah. up and forced it. They just the running back and they quarterback for Glenn Rose dropped the exchange. It's on the mesh, and yeah. it's yeah. it's one of those things. Did Carthage do a great job to recover it? Absolutely. Did Carthage find a way to win? Absolutely. But I'm I think very, that at least settles the mortality conversation. I will, I will just say this. At the very least, I think we learned that there are plays to be made against this Carthage defense for like the first time all year. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Maybe there are plays to be made. Maybe there's a blueprint. And maybe Wimberley can 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 exploit that. Can they also contain the Carthage offense, which really didn't, uh, aside from turnovers, didn't have any too much trouble last sure. week. So right. that's the real question in this one. It's also Scott Surratt going for title number nine, and Doug Warren going for title number one. It's a fascinating ball game. I'm really excited about Carthage win. Yeah, same. I. My thing, my concern would be Scott Surratt versus a sophomore quarterback in AT and T, right? That'd be my biggest concern. Seems oof. Yeah, so <laughs> it it feels like Bill Belichick versus a rookie, where it's just like, yeah. oh yeah, I can figure this out. Yeah, we'll see. But we'll it, see. that's my it, that's yeah, my that's question. big. Uh, here, that's big. Welcome to the, the league, thing, rookie though. energy. Here's the other thing, though. Like, Carthage is the favorite, mm-hmm. and Wimberley probably is like, yeah, that rules. Sure. Like, yeah, because I think I honestly think that you could have a really good argument that ninety percent of people thought Quero was the favorite last week. Yeah, I picked Quero. I did too. Absolutely. Um, so I am very interested in that one. That's how we kick off Friday. All right, I get one more pick here, and it is uh, 
I'm going to go... If there is a hipster game, I'm going to go here. <laughs> We're going to kick it all off 11 a.m. Wednesday in the 1A Division II title game, the Benjamin Mustangs and the Lorraine Bulldogs, if I can type that, in a another fantastic matchup and the only rematch in the state championship game. This is a week six game. These two teams played. Benjamin went to Lorraine and beat Lorraine 61-30. Now you're probably thinking, okay, it's a 31-point game on the road three months ago. Why are you interested in this one? <laughs> two things. One, I think Lorraine had some injuries in that game, mm -hmm. so that's part of it. Two, it is the closest anyone's played Benjamin this year. Benjamin has 45 to every other one of their opponents except Lorraine. Lorraine's the team that has played them the closest. If you are showing up for one reason... You show up for the Grayson Rigdon show. Yep. Grayson Rigdon, of course, was the star of the um, the Strawn State Championship game last year. As a year. freshman, he As was the MVP. As a freshman, he was the best player. He was the MVP, offensive MVP. He transfers to Benjamin in the offseason, and he's going to be the best player on the field. Going to be the best player on the field. Um, Lorraine has a, a two-headed monster back there. Uh, David Walthall is kind of their do-it-all star on both sides of the ball. They've also got a great running back in A.J. Williams. They're going to keep the ball on the ground. Um, how much has that gap closed? How much is it narrowed? That's the real question in this one. I think Benjamin's got to be your favorite. They've been wire to wire number one in Dave Campbell's Texas football, and is not. And they they fundamentally have not looked mortal. The closest they've looked to mortal is when they played Lorraine, which is what makes this so fascinating and a good way to kick off the weekend. So I'm taking Benjamin Lorraine with my fourth and final pick. What is your fourth and final pick, Mademoiselle Pickle, and therefore making the decision for Ish? <laughs> I'm going to go with Alito College Station, 5A Division I. Um, I, I am looking forward to this one because of what I saw from College Station's defense last week. Um, College Station, that was a, that was a Vets last team. Last two weeks. Yeah, I mean, honestly, this College Station team has given me heartburn a couple of times this year because they'll do that thing where they'll mess around at the first and then they'll end well, they up will. really pulling it out. But – one, it makes for an exciting game. If we're talking about vibes, that's a team that I feel like you can never count out regardless of, like, there will come a time where if Alito got ahead by enough, I would count it out. But if they're only up by 21, this College Station team has done a lot more to come back than that. Yep. Um, I will say that I – that Alito, I've watched a ton of Alito football this year, and they are a very fun team to watch. Haas Haney has been absolutely outstanding. Um, but where College Station has the advantage is in the trenches. They are a lot bigger. Um, Alito is missing one, like a huge key part of their offensive line. So if you match up that College Station defensive line with how big they are, and Alito's offensive line having some injury, then there's a good chance that they can they can stop be... the run a little bit, which is something that a lot of people cannot do against Alito. Let me let me ask you: Is College Station the biggest underdog at state this week? Yes. Maybe Lorraine against Benjamin, but like, yes, I'd say so. I would say yes from a brand name perspective. I mean, this is an 11-time champ or 10-time champion. I don't want to get ahead of myself. 10-time champion in Alito. Yeah. And, you know, what they did last week defensively against Longview. Mm -hmm. I know there's weather, obviously. This also is the, this is the s only the second uh, state rematch that we have. Yeah. 
Because this was the first title for College Station, the last time Alito lost at State. That's right. And then, yeah, Nor- uh, North Shore and Dungaville, the other one. Yeah. Um, Alito's concerned about that defensive line for College be. Station. It's a They're good, big. It's a good defensive line. Well, and that's the other thing is, too, when you look at Alito, then they do have their – they're very good at if they can't get their run game going, they do have the options on the outside. But I think the College Station defensive backs have shown that they, mm. they are playmakers, and that's how they've stayed in the game half the time is that defense being as good as it is. So they're going to have to figure out a way to score against the Alito defense that has also looked exceptional as of late especially. But I think they can challenge them up front. Mm. I'm interested to see what Hoss Haney's got, mm-hmm. um, the Alito quarterback, who's been so good for them. And um, and yeah, I think I think I think Alito's a pretty clear favorite in this game. But College Station, uh, but Alito was also a pretty clear favorite in 2017 in the state championship game when they played College Station. Yep. Mm-hmm. And Marquez Perez pulled out the pulled the rabbit out of his hat. Yep. So, Sonic the Hedgehog. Uh, <laughs> I just like the fact that College Station is just never out of a game. They they're just not, find a way in their not, bag of tricks. Are, so that at least, may, if you're underdog, that's all you can ask for at that point. All righty. Last one. Give me 2AD2. Give, give me Hoffman back at state. I didn't see that one coming. We have a return to state by a very angry Kevin Hoffman, who does not like the last time he was in AT and T, doesn't like the last two years. Does not the last, especially last yeah. two, especially last year when he didn't give back. None of these players have ever played a state championship game. Yeah, they've never even been on the sideline. He told them when they were freshmen yeah. that they had to go sit in the stands. Yeah, like look, this this is a return to I think one of Mart's better teams, which was as much as I like the Roger L. Freeman teams, they were very one dimensional. It was, it was a lot. It was, it was sledgehammer. Make the whole, whole plane out of Roger Sledgehammer Roger Freeman, which is fine. But as we saw in that Winthorpe game, if they can shut you down in the trenches, you have no other option. Jonah Ross can throw the ball. Their new quarterback is a, is a option in both me, categories. He has over, I think, 1,000 yards on the ground and 2,000 yards through the air. So this is a two-dimensional like offense again. Yeah. Let me, let me look into the camera. <laughs> Jonah Ross has got that dog in him. Oh, yeah. Yeah. And he's and he plays safety. Yep. And he comes screaming out of the secondary to run support too. Right. Yeah. Yes. Uh Monte Swainer as well as defensive end. Mm-hmm. He is gonna I don't know. I'm very much looking forward to seeing Mart back at state because like you mentioned, it's been a while. Um by as, their standards. By their by their standards. <laughs> uh but like, as Pickle mentioned P G it's been a while. Right, right, right. You know yes, I mean? yes. For Mart, it's been like three years. Exactly. Hey, that's a long time. Uh but as Pickle mentioned these kids were young when the, you know they were freshmen when they last were at state. Uh, the program was, and so yeah, what happens? And then you obviously get Albany. Like this is a team that I feel like Albany every single year. Preseason number one. We've been like, oh, this is the year Albany gets there, mm-hmm. and for them to finally break through, I'm very fascinated to see this coaching matchup. I'm very fascinated to see what Albany looks like now that they are here. Right, Cole Chapman as well. I did the the um, three players to watch on both teams. Cole Chapman on both sides of the ball for them at quarterback and safety is going to be very fascinating to watch because if they can get – I'm wondering – because my thing is defensively I think he might be more valuable than offensively because I think offensively you're just going to have to take what Mart gives you. Mm-hmm. Defensively shutting down that Mart offense – yeah, that Mart offense and you're off, he's going to be counted on as the last line of defense probably in multiple situations. Mm-hmm. And stopping those big plays from Mart is going to be pivotal if Albany wants to pull this out. Yeah, um, Hoffman told us he was like uh, this group of – 
now seniors when they were freshmen and they won the last time in 2019. They said that uh, their JV went two and eight. Like they yeah. only won two games. Mm. So a lot of times teams will say, all right, hey, we're bringing everybody. Like everyone gets a helmet. You're not going to play, but you're going to stand on the sideline. He said, no, we put them straight in off season. He goes, I wasn't having that. We had mm. to toughen these boys up. So he was like, if they came to the game, they were in the stands. Other, like it's been forever since a March senior class hasn't at least played in a state championship game. Denny Faith looking for that elusive state championship. Mm-hmm. He's the 420th coach in Texas high school football history, uh, but he has not got that crown. He was personally victimized by Rashad Paul a couple of times. <laughs> yeah. Um, they run the ball really well. Coil of, and, and, and to me, Albany's really at their best when they've got offensive balance. When mm-hmm. Lefevre and Hill are running the ball, and then they're able to, and then that opens things up for Cole Chapman. Because if, if, if Cole Chapman's just going to, he's not like a, He's not just a, okay, drop back, pass, and it's like, you know, right. you know if they're in third and 11, that's a bad down and distance for them. They need that balance. You know what I mean? Um, Mart's offensive in line and defensive line play, it was described to me by a rival coach this week, uh, compared to last year, is night and day. He said they're mm. so much better up front this year, and that's going to be really interesting to watch how they match up against a really good uh, offensive defensive line for, for Albany, which has uh, Zane Wagner, mm-hmm. uh, who is a, a – monster out there so keep an eye on that one it'll be a fun game uh on wednesday night at at t stadium there it is there is your uil state draft ish took south oak cliff port nature's groves DeSoto vandegrift uh gunner poth and albany mart pickle took china spring bernie brock franklin westbrook abbott and alito college station i took duncanville north shore holly refurio carthage wimberley and benjamin lorraine i think we can all agree i won the draft can let the people decide. I think. I think. Let's. Uh, let's. Let's just say that. Uh, you know. I won the draft. That's fine. That's just. You mm. know, that's it. That's it. I mean, you guys let me have my first and second pick, so I don't know. Yeah, you know, had Vandy. You had DeSoto Vandy number two on your board. Absolutely. That's a lie. You literally said that you had. Uh, I was on. Oh no, that you're right. So I had my first and third. Liar. That was my third. That was Come my third. Come at me. Hashtag receipts. That was my third. So I ain't letting Schmale get away with none of that. Let's go over to Ashley Pickle for America's second favorite segment. Final thoughts. 